Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. One problem is Rivera throws inside the left-handers, and left-handers get a lot of broken bat hits in the shallow outfield, the shallow part of the outfield. That's the danger in bringing the infield in with a guy like Rivera on the mound. That's really good. That's pretty okay. good. I mean, I know, like, every now and then you'll hear someone call a play or think someone's getting the three here or this guy's going to do this or this guy. That's pretty in-depth that you would go. You know the scenario, who's on base, outs, this, that, who's up, left-handed batter, blah, blah, blah. Hey, by the way, here's a problem with Mariano Rivera, who is the greatest closer yeah. of all time. Or the problem He with, does have this tendency. The problem with bringing the infield in. Yeah. yeah. Don't because, bring him in. Right, because he breaks the bat. That's really going deep into mentioning something that is relevant, obviously not knowing how it's going to play out. That's very cool. That's going back 21 years. 2001, that, that's that right. That might right. be the series after 9-11. The best World Series. I'm just going to throw out best World Series ever, but that's the series with Byung-Hyun Kim blowing yeah. multiple games. Twice at Yankee Stadium. At Yankee Stadium, walk-off bombs for yeah. the Yankees in two games, yeah. and then game seven, Randy Johnson, Kurt mm-hmm. Schilling, I mean, it was... And and the greatest closer of all time not closing out the game. Yeah. And 9-11. The whole storyline. 9-11, New York's team in the World Series. Did Brochus have an error in the ninth? There was a play... There's a, there's a play where... Mm, somebody... There's a close play, maybe? Anyway. Somebody will write it in. But that might have been the happiest I've ever been for a team that I don't like losing. Uh, I'm sure there's some Patriots games in there too. No, it's the but, ol- it's the only time I felt bad rooting against the Yankees. Right. Because, you know, 9/11 obviously. It was just I I I'm not going to tell you I was rooting for the Yankees. I wasn't. I was very happy Arizona won, but I did think if there was ever a year to root for the Yankees to win a World Series and be happy for the fans of New York, that would have been the year to do it. We play that clip because Tim McCarver passes away. And wasn't that when Mr. November came out with Jeter because in Game 6 he hit a walk-off to send it to Game 7? No, they walked off Mr. Games f- uh, 4 and 5. The middle the middle games at the stadium because 1, 2, 6, and 7 were in Arizona. So it had to be two of the games in the middle, right? Three, four. Was it 4 and 5? I forget. It had I'll to pull be it up. In, it was the middle of the series that was in the Bronx. It was an incredible series. 
When was Mr. November? The Diamondbacks won game six, 15 to two. <laughs> you know, I don't remember the score. I don't remember the blowout. Yeah. The, so the Yankees won two games in extra innings, and they were games, it was games four and five, yeah. four to three, and three four to two. It was game four that Jeter, Jeter, Jeter got named Mr. November. Oh, yep. that was there. Okay. How about that? The the Yankees had a chance to, I mean, game six, they could win the series. They lost 15 to two. Right. And then game seven is the one where. You know, we just you play the highlight right there. Plus, by the way, the series, you know, among the backdrops into that series was you had to deal with Kurt Schilling and Randy Johnson multiple times. Okay. I, on that, the error, the fielding error, the Yankees are up 2-1, to one, bottom of the eighth, whatever. Mark Grace led off the inning with a single to center. Rivera's errant throw to second on a bunt attempt hmm. put runners on first and second. So that's what it was. It was right. Rivera made a mistake in the field. Yeah. Um. He might have made two. Yeah. He threw a player out at third. Brocious held on to the ball instead of throwing to first to complete the double play. Uh, all right. So there was some... It's it was not. Stuff. It was a crazy, crazy it's finish. It was today. a great series. Really, one of the all-time best. 21, so, 22 years ago. You mentioned McCarr. Before we get back to our discussion, just a quick... Uh, Paul Whelan passed away. I want to mention him, too. The first director of public relations in the history of the Buffalo Sabres way back in 1970. And if you're not familiar with Paul Whelan, well, if you are, you'll know what I'm talking about. But if you're not familiar with Paul Whelan, he, the note about him it were, would be the April Fool's pranks that he came up with as the PR director. The famous one is the drafting of the Japanese player who never existed. Taro Sujimoto, I think, was the, the, the Sabres drafted a guy from Japan. They just made it up. And they didn't tell anybody. They didn't even tell the Knoxes. Like, the Knoxes apparently kept asking, hey, when's the Japanese player showing up for training camp? They didn't tell anybody. They drafted a guy who didn't exist. They did. He sent out a release that the Sabres had purchased the USS Little Rock in the Naval Park (laughs) and that they were going to use it as a team yacht and a summertime training vessel to get the guys in shape for training camp. I think... I want to say someone kidded like they were going to sail it up to Toronto and, you know, like blow up the Maple Leafs. One other year, and I think this might have been, I think this was when I was in college because we were on the Sabres press release list at our campus radio station. He sent out a press release that announced Ronald, Re- Ronald Reagan, who was president at the time, named the Sabres America's hockey team. The release had a mocked-up magazine cover for Time magazine and a proclamation from the White House, which was obviously false, dated April 1st, with what appeared to be the signature of Ronald Reagan signing off on a proclamation that declared the Sabres America's hockey team. And, like, people bought into this. Media outlets were reporting some of this stuff as fact. And that's what he was known for. Everybody always looked, even though you knew it was coming eventually, everybody always looked forward to what is he going to come up with for April 1st. Uh, went on to, I believe, teach at St. Bonaventure as well. So rest in peace, Paul Whelan, first ever PR director for the Sabres, who will go down in history for his April 1st pranks for press releases. If you're just joining us, hi. We uh, opened the show uh, by venting uh, because I, I came into work this morning and I saw Todd McShay's first post-Super Bowl mock draft, and he had the Bills taking a running back at 27. There was a run of wide receivers right before the Bills picked, which would not be fun. So what would you think if the Bills took a running back? That's one of the things we're discussing this morning, and uh, you can let us know about that. You can let us know what else is on your mind, some other stuff you want to get to. That's fine, too. Uh, Tony says, I'd rather trade back and get an extra pick than draft a running back in the first round. You don't need to trade back and get an extra pick. 
you got plenty of other things you should be looking for. In fact, trade up and get one of the best wide receivers in the draft. Or if you're big on offensive linemen, okay, that's fine. My first priority would be a receiver. But you want to go get a guy, you need at least one starter. Maybe you need somebody to beat out Spencer Brown. I don't know. But you need a starting guard. You're going to need a starting center eventually when Mitch Morse is no longer here. Go get an offensive lineman with the first pick. You don't need to trade back. You don't need to get extra picks. You need to get what you need as a priority, which is A, a wide receiver, or B, an offensive lineman, and actually trade up to get the guy you love on your board. And don't trade back for an extra pick. I don't need more picks. I need, like, talent in here to help the passing game. Do you want a little bit of... Mm. Still trying silver linings on no, okay, no. Good. I've given up on silver linings. There's another little. Do you have to care what happens on Instagram story? Do you want one? Okay, well, let me just tell you. I've never. I don't know. I might have been on Instagram one time. That's okay. I, I don't actually know much about Instagram. That's fine. Okay, so I don't typically care what's on Instagram. So what has happened via Instagram that we need to? Do we need to talk about it? Do you need to know about it? Well. Trayvon Diggs has posted a photo yeah. shop of Stefan Diggs in a Cowboys uniform. Okay, that's why I saw a tweet, somebody tweeting about how there was a discussion going on if Stefan is trying to get himself traded to Dallas to play, or well, he's not going to be released, obviously, so moved somehow to Dallas to play with his brother. Stefan Diggs isn't going anywhere, so go ahead. I, don't, I honestly don't care about that. Okay. Because it's not going to happen. Right. Right? Don't give me that hesitation. Right? Yes! A gazillion percent this is not happening. Okay, I'll tell you what. I found something that would make me madder than the Bills <laughs> taking a running back in the first round of the draft. You move on from Stefan Diggs. Let's just close up shop, shall we? What are we in the business for? That's well, not happening. It's preposterous to even have that no, discussion. Super Bowl week, he did. Diggs did talk about how you know it's their dream to play together. Okay. Wonderful. When, Trayvon, you're, when you're 38, you can go play or, down there. Trayvon, come on over. Great. Have, that's fine. <laughs> you can come here. Uh, it, it's, you know, what does it really mean? It's kind of reminiscent of Von Miller posting all the Beckham stuff to the Bills, and that never ultimately happened. Still could. They hired his, maybe his Former favorite receiver receiver's coach. coach. Yeah, but odd that the guys followed Beckham in three places. Mm -hmm. I did find that interesting. It's definitely noteworthy. Right? LSU and Giants and, and Browns. Cleveland, yep. Yeah. But this picture from Trayvon Diggs posting of, of Stefan Diggs in a Dallas uniform, like, I'm with you. The Bills aren't doing that. No. Come on. D see, you, you did it again. What? I didn't do you anything. You did it again. You paused and you looked at me. You know, this is radio, so you can't see what Jeremy's doing. He's sitting across the table from me. You paused both all times. Right, all right. You're, you're gonna, looking away. I'm going to do it. And I'm you pause and look to your right and stare at me and you don't say anything. I'm going to say it. This is the Trump card. Gretzky got traded. Okay, but that's... All right, stop. <laughs> okay, but that was a special scenario. The owner had no money. Right? The owner was crazy, and he had no uh, money. A.J. Brown got traded. That's because they're stupid. The guy who did that is no longer working for the Titans. DeAndre Hopkins got traded. They're not smart either. Tyreek Hill got traded. Okay, they won a Super Bowl. Don't use Kansas City as an example. No. Yeah, okay, well, first off, they do have a franchise Hall of Famer tight end that they can still throw the ball to. No, this is, let's not even, this is not a discussion, is it, right? Are people seriously thinking, worried about this stuff because of him spouting off? Devontae Adams got traded. Listen, 
All I'm going to say with this Let's is... Let's just end this right now. Every one of those players I just listed, yeah. the fan base would have thought, never. you're right, not going right. to do that, right? right. You're, you're not going to trade that guy. Okay, but here's, okay, here's a difference, though. I don't know about the Adams situation. All, Bill was about the contract. They were all about contracts, Diggs and is under Diggs contract. just got his. He, ha- he is under contract. He's making really good money. So this is not that. If, if the Bills decided to move on from Stefan Diggs, by the way, you would not release him. That would just be one of the dumbest things that anyone ever did in the history of sports. You would trade him. You would call around the league and say, we are taking offers for Stefan Diggs. Everybody give us your best offer. Which, again, is still not going to happen. But if you did that, what are you in business for? What are we doing? Then you know what? If you're going to do that, go draft the running back in round one (laughs) because you're going to become the Tennessee Titans. And that really worked out well for them. Let's trade our best receiver. Tannehill's game falls apart. You play the young quarterback. Your season goes down the crapper, and you miss the playoffs. Yeah, that worked out really well for them. It's preposterous. Now, see I, what what you're going to make me angry. I'm. We, we, this is. I can't I'm not trading him. I can't even believe we're talking about this. There's no. This is the Buddy Nix game. Like this is, you got a better shot at Ted Nolan coming back today to coach the Buffalo Sabers today, than Stephon Diggs being an ex-Bill. All right, I'm glad to hear the conviction. I'm leaving. If they trade Stefan Diggs, I will come back just to yell for four hours. He's one of the best. I mean, I'll calm down now. Obviously, he's one of the best receivers in the game. He's great. The discussion is not, are we worried about Diggs? Is he a, what is this? Is this, are we going to, he's a cancer in the room? The, the discussion is, how do you get better players around Stefan Diggs? How do you add to Stefan Diggs? Not subtract. By the way, again, and if you did do this, if you subtracted, Who's your best receiver? Like Green Bay traded Adams. Well, that worked out well for their passing game, right? I mean, for how long this season did people talk about Aaron Rodgers until, um, who's the kid that developed? Watson? Yeah, Christian Watson. But it took him half a season to develop. And they would have been better with Adams and Watson. Every team that Houston did it. Houston without Hopkins? That worked out well. Every team that did it regretted it pretty much except for the Chiefs. Kansas City is the, right. right. Every other team that does it, I mean. The Titans it's a fell se- apart. It's a self-inflicted wound. The Titans signed Robert Woods. The Titans drafted a wide receiver, right? Was it Burks? Yep. Brown Burks? Terrible idea. A.J. Brown goes to Philadelphia. Hey, they're the one seed. Right? What did Miami do? We had Jalen Waddle. Let's trade for time. It's adding to Stefan Diggs and building a dangerous receiving core. He's fine. He, I know. he was upset they were losing. My goodness. Weren't you at home yelling and screaming at your television? You were upset too. Problem is, nobody had a camera on you at your home watching the game with your arms out and throwing stuff at the television. Diggs just happens to be on camera with his arms at his side going, what are we doing here? You probably said the same thing at home. What the hell's happened to the offense? I know, I'm sorry. We should take calls. I didn't mean this. One thing that's happened to the offense, the entire offensive line and Dawson Knox and some others are in Las Vegas for 10 days. What are they doing? Hanging out. Just hanging out? That's what... Good for them. Kyle Brandt said that on his podcast when he's talking with Josh, that 10 days... So, you know, what's going on with the offense? That's going on with the offense. Oh, good for them. They're bonding. I mean, they're doing something. Guys, do the zip line on front on uh, Fremont, Fremont Street. Street. Yeah, it's really fun. That's a cool area. Go do the zip line. It's a long time to be in Vegas. Well, you know, I, I can only take Vegas for at most three days. Four days, tops. Yeah, four. After a while, 
all the bells and everything and the noise of the casinos and me losing money, I can only take Vegas for so long and then I have to get the heck out of there. All right, let's get to uh, let's get connected with our fans. Let's go to CJ in Buffalo. Thanks for holding on. Go right ahead. Hey guys, hey, uh, I know we talk about like not using our receivers, uh, usually our running backs as well. But isn't do you think this is a possibility that the reason for that is most of this is something that Dayball wanted and not Ken Dorsey? And I say that because the style of coaching. I know they say, oh, it's, it's pretty much the same playbook. But the, the the way they attack downfield, a lot of the passes, short passes uh, to the flats that Josh learned was under Dable. Now we we go deeper or more aggressively than we did, and I think we need receivers for him, which is why I think the Bills gave Ken Dorsey another year because I don't think this is his offense. But then I would question, you know, why bring in Hines? But at the same time, I I think you know this offense is going to be built this off season for Ken Dorsey, and not so much for Dayball, which I think because we didn't have speed at running back, and Dayball needed speed at running back, which is how we went into the off season. He never had. I mean, Dayball never had speed at running back. No, he had he had no, Singletary, he had Moss. Right, and, and and we added Hines and Cook is why I think this is Dayball's offense and not Ken Dorsey's. That's that's all I'm saying uh, as hmm. far as the pieces. You know, that's just the way I look at yeah. it. I think this is more for Dable and not for Kendorsey. So this season is why they're saying, okay, let's just give Kendorsey another year, and we're going to help you build your offense now. Hmm. That's just I don't, nice. just I don't think that's, I don't think that's possible at all. Personally, I the idea they, that he didn't run his own offense, he had a full off season. Yeah, they had a draft. They drafted a receiver. They drafted a pass catching running back, and they wanted they signed speed. players. They they added those guys because they, they wanted speed out of their running backs. They weren't. They didn't have speed. They in their said running they backs. wanted to be a yak team. They were a bad yak yeah. team. The yeah. quarterback got hurt. Yeah. That's the other part of it. The quarterback got hurt and played with an. There's no chance it wasn't Ken Dorsey's offense. If you're saying that, I think you're. I would say you're only trying to do that to try and explain away why it wasn't better. It was his offense. If it wasn't good enough, it wasn't good enough. If it was number two in the league in scoring, yeah, like and, it had its its obviously success and had its its good run. But no, that that's that's Ken Dorsey's offense. And the whole thing about you know taking running backs, you know, this would not be we're drafting a running back in the first round because Ken Dorsey's offense that we're morphing into needs running backs. They've been drafting running backs. They wanted and and Cook and Hines right were speed. We're adding speed. We're adding guys they thought. Would bring more speed to the offense. Would could be yards after catch. Could be dynamic in space. That's not Devin Singletary. No insult to him. It's not Zach Moss. It's not anybody else who's been a running back here. Mike Tolbert just popped into my head. Wow. They had they 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 needed a dynamic out of their backfield. They weren't getting from previous guys or other guys on the roster. We were joking about the Ken Dorsey offense. A couple of us. I was talking with. They tried it with Breida. It didn't with, work. Same yeah. concept. I was talking with. Joe, our program director, Alan Davis, threw out a couple maybe last week or something talking about the, the Dorsey offense and you know like it, whatever it's year one so I'm gonna I'm gonna put it over here that like it, he can grow it can get better they mm-hmm. need weapons blah 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 yeah but the way they approached the whole year of it it was almost it kind of it was like that the Bills didn't talk to Dorsey about what he wanted hmm. right yeah like the, it's almost like there was some sort of challenge Dorsey was in a soundproof booth. <laughs> Operating the We're offense, the and they can't talk to him, and they're like, "All right, let let's see if he, was he want two tight ends?" And they give him OJ Howard in the you know in the training camp. Like, yeah. now he doesn't want those. Okay, all right. Um, pass catching running back, throw one of those in there, see what he does with it. You know, it's supposed to be the reverse. I know, but I, right when you hire a guy as a coordinator, you should know philosophically what they're going to run and what the needs will be. Right, and it was pass catching running back. Okay, are they throwing to the running backs? No, no, they're not. Okay. 
What about another one? Yeah. Give him Naheem Hines. Yeah. They're throwing to him? Mm-mm. Yeah. Okay. What do we do now? Get Cole Beasley? You know what? <laughs> like, I'm, I'm going to go, ra- go down the rabbit hole with you. Hey, let's re-sign Isaiah McKenzie for a greater role on offense. Uh, wrong answer. Yeah. Are they using him more? Mm-mm. No. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> let's so, draft a wide receiver and get him 10 targets the entire season. Shakir. Or 10 catches. 10 catches. Sorry, 10 catches. Yeah. So, I mean. That's do- funny. Whatever. Things broke down around Dorsey. I don't think it's all his fault. The injury to Allen is a big part of it. Mm-hmm. And what happened with them at their skill position is a, another part of it. I think a big part of it is he was a first-time play caller. That's not easy. I mean, I'm not, I'm not a, Dorsey, a huge Dorsey fan, but let's face it. You could be a quarterback coach forever, and then you're the guy. Then you're the guy who's responsible for everything on offense, and you're the guy making the decisions, and you're calling the plays upstairs. That's a lot. And you know what? You're going to make mistakes because at first time at anything, you're going to make mistakes. You learn, hopefully, from those mistakes. Brian Dable, I'm, I'm going to guess Brian Dable's first year as a play caller, he uh, made a lot of mistakes. But he learned because he had a lot of experience at it. In Dorsey's defense, and this I think is maybe what Bean or, one of Bean or McDermott, one of them would have alluded to in their end-of-season press conferences, he learned. Okay, what does he do in year two? How much does he understand about what to call, when to call, how to design, how to do this, what to do, how do you help Josh? What, based on what you went through in year one, which certainly had its struggles at, at points of the season. Let's uh, get uh, Jimmy in Miami in here on WGR. Go ahead, Jimmy. Hey, guys. Good morning. Hey, um, I wanted to say that uh, Joe Marino's comments yesterday were really right on about the Chiefs GM, Brett Beach, and um, his ability and how he evaluates talent and brings in these quality rookies through the draft that can just contribute right away and fit in with you know, like their core star veterans on defense and even on offense, but on defense especially this year. I mean, it really is brilliant. And the incredible thing is that that he's done it, you know, while navigating through Mahomes' big contract. So I don't I guess maybe I'm reading too much into it, but it seemed like Joe was saying that the Chiefs are much better at drafting and evaluating talent than being in McDermott. It just seemed like, you know, these guys are really doing it the right way, um, and they're doing it with offense, offense, offense all the time. I mean, they just – all they want to do is give Mahomes more weapons on offense. Sure, they want a good defense, and they have some quality core guys on defense, but they know if they can outscore the next guy, and especially if they got a freak like Mahomes, they're, they're going to win most of the games. Um, so, having said that, I think – you know, in the draft coming out, um, the receivers, we have to have a receiver. You have to have someone that stretches the off- the defense. This kid, Quentin Johnston, out of TCU, I don't think he'll be there. He's probably going to be the first guy that goes in the draft. But I think he's like 6'4", and he runs a 4'4", 40. The, the guy is, is a super freak, and, you know, he'll probably go like ninth or 10th. But there's other kids like this Jordan Addison from USC, who's got great speed, Jalen Hyatt out of Tennessee. Those are probably the first three that go. And that's Smith, Smith and the Jigba. I know one of the callers talked about him. He's, he's really a great possession guy. I mean, that doesn't have blazing speed, but you throw anything at that guy and he's going to catch it. And um, I guess the thing that drove me crazy about the draft last season was when somebody like Isaiah Pacheco was out there and we drafted a punter in round six, I mean, I, don't, I, I question their abilities, uh, 
McDermott and uh, and Bean's ability to evaluate talent also a little bit. I used to have a lot of confidence in them, but how do you draft a punter when, I mean, you go to the combine and you see a kid like Isaiah Pacheco and he's still on the board and you need offensive talent. So I guess that's all I'm saying, but um, thanks for uh, the line. I'll hang well, up and listen to you guys. One of the reasons you draft a punter is... They needed a punter for one thing. Yeah, I mean they did. I mean, you, I guess you can always find, but they he's, did need a punter. He's, by the way, looking like he's gonna. He's back in football. He's playing in Mexico. Oh, all right. And might come back to the NFL at some point. And and Pacheco, they already did draft a running back. They took Cook, and they had Singletary, and they had Moss. Right. You're gonna but, draft two two running backs in the same draft. The punter point, they they value in a very big way. Special teams. They have special teams only players on their roster. Actually, they have big decisions on special teams only free agents this year. Like Taiwan Jones, Matakevich. I was listening to, to Joe, Joe Marino, who the caller mentioned, run down everybody. Everybody's contract's up except yeah. for Saran Neal. Yeah, there's a few they so, have to deal with. Right. You want to talk about ways the Bills could fundamentally change? They could sit down and say, do we want this many special teams only players? Right. Or do we want to ditch that entire concept and try and get as many like hybrid guys that will do both mm-hmm. that we can? Because... Special teams only. You mentioned it. Jake Kumaro was on the team for special teams. Him. Yeah, right. He's on the team for special teams. Would they have been better off with Kumaro or with Isaiah Hodgins, who doesn't play special Hodgins, teams? Right. Because you, you, you do need you someone. Needed, you need a receiver. But you do need somebody out there. You you need somebody to, to play the position. Tyler Matikavich, right? He's a guy. Special mm-hmm. teams he is only. Right. And some of their younger players, too. So I, I don't know if they will continue to dedicate so much to just special teams. but That's why they drafted a punter. I mean, they drafted a kicker and they drafted a punter because it's probably part of McDermott's belief about the importance of special teams, which... By the way, Martin's a free agent, too. The punter. The punter, so okay. I don't know if they're going to re-sign him, draft one. Kumro, Matikevich, Taiwan Jones. I'm trying to think. Marlowe. A.J. Klein's a free agent. He obviously doesn't play much on defense. Uh, so they've got a handful of guys. I think I might be forgetting somebody. Maybe Jaquan Johnson. They got a handful of guys that are on special teams here mostly that they have to figure out how to sign them. None of them are going to cost you a fortune, but it adds up a little bit here, a little bit there for a team that's over the cap that does add up. Yeah, I'm just thinking about for roster spots. Yep. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I mean the money's one I was side of it. About trying to make it all the roster fit. spots are they had a game this year, they dressed four wide receivers. That just can never happen again. No. Not for a pass heavy team like the Bills. And that's why you take a wide receiver to your first pick. 803-0550 to join us this morning. Uh, we will still get to, not right now, we still have uh, Dave Matthews tickets we're going to give away. Reminder, the show coming to Darien Lake Amphitheater, Dave Matthews Band, Wednesday, June 14th. Tickets go on sale this morning, 10 o'clock. You'll find those at LiveNation.com. Do remember, when you go to a show at Darien Lake this year, if you have an oversized vehicle, you are required to have oversized lot parking passes. And uh, to do so, you can purchase them at LiveNation.com. Again, tickets go on sale at 10. We have another pair of tickets to give away before we are done. Very quickly, your last day is March 3rd. Day of the trade deadline. That is the trade deadline. Yes, big things can happen. Oh, no, I'm off that. I'm on that day. Okay. i got to take that day off. When we get back, you got time for a little Sabres thing here? I mean, I'm here till 10. I thought of something about the Sabres and a potential trade that you have to go with me down a little, not quite conspiracy, I started to wonder if it's possible the Sabres played four-dimensional chess Oof, on, on, on one of their moves. Right. Something we all thought was kind of meh to dumb. Was it actually brilliant? I'll explain.
How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.